Hey, what's going on out there, guys? Hope you're doing well. Welcome back to another installment of a MMA traffic report. Uh, I am back on the road more often now. I uh, started going back to school, you know, when all this corona and everything happened. Uh, my classes went to online. Uh, I was still going to work, but uh, I was. it's a 10, 15-minute drive to pay on traffic to work, so... There wasn't really a lot of time to do one of these episodes, so I uh, I was kind of unmotivated. I really wasn't necessarily in the car a whole lot, and I just I had to put out content for uh, content for a little while. Uh, but now, like I said, back at school, uh, back on the road a little bit more. So these are going to start coming out probably a lot more frequently, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to be changing the mic setup here uh, real soon. That way I quit sounding like shit in the car because I know I sound far away or like I'm in a can or something. Hopefully uh, hopefully my idea works as well as I want it to, and I'll be sounding a lot better here in the next coming episodes. Uh, but that's a little bit in the future we're talking about right now. Uh, as always, I am your host, Colin Wegley. You can find me on Twitter at CJMMA, C-E-E-J-A-Y, spell it out. Uh you know, you got any messages for the show, any questions, anything like that, feel free to give me a message, give me a like, give me a follow, whatever. I don't, I'm not on Facebook with that. So don't, don't, you don't got to like shit. Um, anyway, uh, what a weekend. What a weekend we had. UFC 251 finally happened. Uh, this is, <coughs> excuse me, sorry for the cough. Uh, this is traditionally uh, UFC's big international fight week. Uh, which is always a lot of fun. Um, there's usually, you know, big press conferences and everything going on all week and people getting inducted into the Hall of Fame and all that stuff. But because the coronavirus did happen uh, so far, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know if uh, Dana has announced anything about uh, maybe doing if if and when things open back up, if he wants going to try redoing uh that the week's activities, you know, in September, October, uh, in Las Vegas or something, because that's typically where it goes down at, too. Uh, however, I wouldn't be surprised with Abu Dhabi and how much Dana White's loving it, uh, and it's International Fight Week. If you start seeing this maybe over there, uh, maybe in the future, if Khabib stays undefeated and he headlines a week, maybe you do this in a Russia, uh, you know, the right Brazilian champion. Maybe you even see it in, uh, like, Auckland next year if Israel Alessandra is still champion at 185, you know. Uh, it's International Fight Week, so who knows where it will come from. It's usually Vegas. Uh, like I said, this year is different. But the, the pay-per-view uh, this year was a fantastic pay-per-view. I know... I know some people maybe weren't necessarily happy with how some of the matches went. There was a lot of the decisions. Uh, there were a lot of split decisions, close fights. Uh, I know fans thought maybe some of them went the other way, especially the Max Holloway, uh, Alexander Volganowski fight, <coughs> which was phenomenal. Uh, that was a great fight. I loved every minute of it. I didn't agree with the decision either. I thought Max did enough to win. Uh, but Volganowski came out. It's still champion, so... That's how, you know, the sport goes sometimes. Max had a great message about all that. Uh, we'll get a little bit more into that uh, a little bit later. Let's actually start with how about the 1.3 million pay-per-view buys. Uh, that's a very, very impressive number. I wouldn't – I don't know. I mean, I, I guarantee anything over a million, you know, the UFC is going to be very happy with. Um, I – you know, Dana was talking, this was doing trending at Khabib uh, Connor numbers, which was uh, the last time a UFC event actually did more uh, pay-per-view sales than this one. That one did like $2.4 million. Uh, so, I mean, this wasn't that. It, it probably should have been. Uh, this was a, a super stacked card uh, from top to bottom. It was very competitive the whole way through. <clears throat> like I said, there's a lot of decisions in Decisions happen usually for a reason, you know. It's because people are very evenly matched. Uh, but anyway, uh, so the 1.3 number, which is huge for the UFC, I'm sure they're loving that. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller. Go either way. Uh, I don't know how much you actually contribute that to Jorge Maz at all. Uh, coming in on six-day notice, I'm sure that was a little bit of a bump. Uh, some people got a little bit more interested in that once Gilbert Burns was out and Jorge stepped in. Um, 
but I don't. I, I bet you this pay per view would have trended over a million without Jorge in there. I, that's just my opinion because how good of a card I thought it was. Um, but main event, Usman versus uh, Masvidal. First round I gave to uh, Jorge. <laughs> I thought he did enough keeping, trying to keep uh, Usman off of him. He was landing more. He was landing some late kicks. Uh, he landed a couple couple big shots, but Usman just kind of walked through him, ate him. Uh, Karu was, um, he was pushing him up on the cage, and, you know, that was kind of, uh, that, that, that seems to be what the plan was uh, for the night. It was very effective. I understand why he did it, um, you know, trying to take that power away from Jorge, and he didn't want to just shoot in on him, uh, you know, fearing one of those knees. I'm guessing it's kind of what the plan was, why he didn't shoot in from a distance, why everything was up on the cage. And that's kind of his, you know, that's one of his real, one of his real um, strengths in his game. If you go back and you watch that Tyrell Woodley fight, uh, same thing, like in the, I want to say at the end of the second round, uh, Jorge, uh, Jorge was up on the cage, and Maswell's just landing some really, really big body shots. And he generates a lot of power in a short distance, and I think that was a big factor in what happened in that Tyron Woodley fight. Uh, but, yeah, it was just kind of overwhelming for Mazadol. Uh You can see the fatigue kind of setting in early. Uh, he tried to push through it. His wrestling, <coughs> Jorge Mazadol's wrestling was very impressive in my opinion. He stuffed so many takedowns, especially like the first three, four rounds uh, of the fight. Uh, I'll a lot better. His ability to get up when he did get taken down early on was a lot better than I expected. Um, and I was actually really impressed because that that's Usman's game. That's what he does. That's how he controls people. The only time we haven't seen it that way was with the Kobe fight. And, you know, only in MMA are you going to see two wrestlers throw hands for 25 minutes and everyone's going to think it's an amazing stand-up battle. Uh, it wasn't necessarily high-level striking. It was guys that are still developing their hands who haven't been doing, you know, throwing hands since they were little kids, throwing kicks since they were kids, you know. Uh, I want to say both of them probably have been striking maybe 10 years. So, you know, it's still a developing part of their game for both of them. Uh, and so you spent to he's a smart, you know, he's a smart enough fighter to know what to do and what not to do, and he used his wrestling, his grappling to wear out Mazadol, and then later on in the fight, he just let his hands go. Uh, he constantly was poking away with that kick to the stomach. He does that very well. I think that hurts people more than people give it credit for. Uh, he really digs the toes into the stomach. It it hurts a lot. It takes wind out of people's sail, and then he's just up on him again, just leaning. Uh, and then, like I said, later in the fight, he was landing some uh, big shots. He's seen some ground-and-pound action from him. Uh, I was really impressed with the fight, uh, basically how I figured it would go. I had uh, Usman winning the fight the whole way through. Um, I think I think the fight probably would have went pretty similar with Gilbert Burns. Uh, the only difference with Burns is he would have been more willing to engage in grappling uh, with Usman, uh, probably from not just being a training partner, but just how good his Brazilian jiu-jitsu is. Uh, multi-world multi, multi champion. Gosh, if I could talk. <clears throat> so, and that, I mean, that's another thing to think about uh, for Usman, that that change, his whole game plan changed. There's uh, Jorge Mazadal is mainly a stand-up fighter. He, he has some finishes with submissions. Uh, him and Kobe used to be uh, roommates, and the reason why that was was for each of those two to help each other out with their strengths and weaknesses. Uh, he's down at American Top Team. You know, there's a lot of good wrestlers down there, a lot of good jiu-jitsu down there. Um, but it's no secret, you know, Jorge, was, he, he loves knocking a dude out, you know. He loves putting a dude to sleep. He's got 16 career knockouts. Uh, his last three wins, uh, counting, the, I know that a lot of people don't count the Diaz fight necessarily as a doctor stoppage. But I'll tell you what I believe in that fight, too. I think the end result would have been worse, and it would have been Nate probably getting stopped. So, I mean, it would have been the same result, doctor or not, if that fight was in Vegas, in my opinion. I didn't think Nate Diaz was going to come on. So, I mean, Jorge's time off, his strength and conditioning he's been doing, obviously it's been working. Uh, 
but Usman had the better game plan, and he knew what to do and what not to do, and got the win like he does. Uh, that's why he's still champion. He ties George St. Pierre for most wins in welterweight history, I believe, at 12. Um, he's undefeated in the UFC, much like Khabib. His one loss happened in, I believe, his first career fight. Uh, but I'm, you know what? I might be wrong on that. Maybe he was like 4-0 when he lost. But, I mean, he's only got one loss in his career. Uh, dude's a stud, and I I don't know who beats him. Um, I There's been a lot of talk about who, who Usman will fight next, and some people think it should be Gilbert Burns. Uh, I, I don't mind that fight. Uh, I've seen the other one, uh, Leon Edwards. Again, I love Leon Edwards. I don't mind that fight. I don't mind if you have those two fight each other uh, to see who the number one contender is. There's a few other names. Uh, you know, the Kobe rematch might happen. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at that. I thought that was kind of a bad stoppage. Uh, not that, and again, not that, not that I thought it was going to end different with how the fight was going. I just think at the time when the fight was finally stopped, it was a bad stoppage. And I think a few of the shots to the back of the head. Um, but I, I think uh, Usman still beats Kobe in that fight. Um, I think it would have ended, you know, 10 seconds later or maybe 20 seconds later. I did think he was intelligently defended. I wouldn't mind seeing that rematch. I would be interested to see how the game plan changes for both of those fighters uh, in that fight. If you would see uh, some wrestling from either one of them because both of them, that's usually their, their strength. They really wear people down with the wrestling and overwhelm them with the shots. Neither one of them are really usually throwing 100%. They kind of throw like a 50-70, and then they'll pop you in there with 100% here and there, but they just overwhelm you. Uh, that's why I wouldn't mind seeing that fight again. Um, so the, those, those are my top three that I see happening uh, for Usman. Uh, and now for Jorge, I think this fight actually opens up a door. Uh, it makes even more sense now for him and Conor McGregor to fight than it would have before. Um, with, because you, you let Conor versus uh, Jorge be, that, that headline, say December probably, uh, the December card, whatever that will be, that pay-per-view. You don't need to put a belt on it. You just let Conor do it against Jorge. That would maybe do closer to Khabib numbers. Uh, but maybe not. Maybe Jorge lost some of his steam. I, I thought he handled the loss very gracefully. Uh, the way he was talking, they were talking in cage. They shook hands. Uh, Jorge, you know, he wasn't, he didn't say, he had nothing but respect for Usman after the fight. He, you know, he said, I'll get a few more wins. We'll run it back. I would love to see it ran back in the future. Now that they got some rounds behind him, what kind of adjustments to see Jorge on a real camp? I do think he was in phenomenal shape. That's why uh, he was still there at the end of the fight, why he wasn't finished in the fourth or fifth. <clears throat> I, so I think uh, but Jorge versus Conor McGregor right now, I think actually makes a lot of sense uh, with uh, Masvidal taking a loss there. Um, I, that's the fight I would like to see for Jorge. Uh, I think it gets Conor out of retirement, not that I think he's really retired. Um other fights, again, he's another person who you have a candidate for uh, Kobe Covington uh, to fight. Uh, they Again, that's got a storyline in itself that sells uh, best friends. I don't know if they're necessarily best friends, but roommates, uh, training partners, uh, you know, enemies. They can't stand each other anymore. Um, so I would love to see that fight happen as well. That would be a great, you know, co main event somewhere, and either one of them gets the win, depending on what 170 looks like, what's happening. Um, with how the UFC does things, you can see one way getting them back into, you know, uh, back into a championship fight. I, that's not the path I want. I, I like to see guys on win streaks that are actually out there in the division, you know, putting in that work, rather than you keep seeing these same four guys rotate at the top of a title or something. I hate that when it makes a, you know, a division stand still. Uh, just, just my opinions on that. That's why, I'm, that's why I do like interim titles. I think those make a lot of sense, and they really, uh, they really show a number one contender. Uh, when sometimes divisions get these log jams, like something at a 155 or something, or how 145 is kind of turned into now, uh, it's going to be interesting to see 
what's going to happen at that. We'll get, I'll get a little bit more into that as I get ahead of myself. But uh, back at 170, uh, another fight for Jorge that makes sense again would maybe be former champion Tyrone Woodley. He's still got some clout. He's just, uh, you know, two fights removed. If you get burned, you know, the title shot, he just lost to the guy who's, you know, getting the next title shot. There's a lot of things that make sense about that fight, in my opinion. Uh, but I'm not necessarily sure what will happen. Stupid guy on a fucking motorcycle cutting in between people. You know, I really hate when people drive stupid. I, I, I watch for motorcycles. I don't wish nothing bad on them. But, you know, some of those people just take advantage of that situation, and I hate it. Uh, anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, Woodley, another one for uh, Mazadal. I don't necessarily know if it would happen. Um, again, I believe they used to be training partners as well when uh, Woodley was down there, so I don't know if they uh, if they would do it or not. I, again, you know, you see Burns calling out Usman, uh, you know, his training partner and whatnot, trying to get a title fight. So that stuff kind of seems to be a little bit more of the past than it is now. You guys got guys more openly talking about fighting each other or female training partners, whichever way it goes, you know. But anyway, uh, I enjoyed the, the pay-per-view, um, I know some people didn't, a lot of people were upset, saying they'll never buy a Usman uh, pay-per-view again, guess what, you say the same thing about GSP, alright, if you're new to the sport, GSP, king of 170 for such a long time, uh, a lot of people used to be upset at him a lot, because he wasn't finishing fights, um, but man, you gotta realize, this is the champ in there with, you know, the number one guy in the world, this is who he was supposed to fight originally, too. Uh, you know, they said this fight was happening back in February until the negotiations fell through. Uh, so it's really hard to get a finish in there when you're in the, you know, the elite guys. So I, I don't I don't like that, you know, when people are upset because they can't respect the game plan or they don't like how the game plan looks. But, I mean, it worked effectively in a win's a win at the end of the day. And for the most part, he completely dominated uh, in my opinion, the first round was close, and then after that, he kind of took over and just slowly kept building steam. And again, people people don't always like to grind. Uh, John Finch wasn't always, a, you know, a fan favorite uh, back when he was six fight win streak, eight fight win streak, whatever it was back in the day, because a lot of them were decisions, you know. But he grinds guys out, take you down, ground and pound. Doesn't always get the finish, and you know it can get boring sometimes. I agree, but. This is a title fight. There's a lot of money on the line, you know. Uh, it's a legacy on the line. Win streak. He did the right thing. I enjoyed the fight. Congrats to the champ. I can't wait to see him back out there. Uh, our co-headline, co co-main event, uh, a lot of controversy with this one. <laughs> Max Holloway, uh, Alexander Volganowski rematch for the title. Max trying to get his uh, title back at 45. Uh, and a lot of people thought that Max did enough this fight to win, uh, he dropped Alex in the first two rounds, uh, once in each of the rounds, and I don't know, three through five, I thought were extremely close, uh, I thought any of them could go either way, uh, I haven't rewatched it yet, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter putting comments up, <laughs> talking about rewatching the fight, they rewatched it, they think the third and fourth were a lot clearer for Alex, um, Again, I have it. Uh, Alex landed a lot, a lot of late kicks in this fight. Uh, again, kind of like the first one, but, you know, this time Max, he he didn't change stance. Uh, he ate him. He kept walking forward the whole time. Um, Jesus fucking Christ, people are driving so stupid today. I don't know what's going on. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's got to be the Monday stuff. Uh, I thought Max was pressing forward most of the fight. He landed more of the bigger shots that hurt him throughout the fight. Uh, I know total strikes landed. Uh, Alex did land more. Uh, I think he outstruck Max by 30, uh, but I do think he outstruck Max in late kicks. I think that was the only category that he outstruck him in. Uh, and, again, I think part of it comes to effective striking, and when Max walks through strikes and he's not limping and it, and he was never knocked down from the leg kick, anything like that. I think that needs to take into account. Um, again, these are just my opinions. I thought it was a very competitive fight. I'm not mad uh, necessarily at the decision. Uh, other than the two knockdowns, Max didn't necessarily do anything in any other round to run away with anything. 
And on top of that, uh, on top of that, he, I would say even those, the first round was definitely the most decisive round for Max, in my opinion. Um, and then it was in the, the second round, I feel like it was the, the knockdown that kind of gave the round to Max for sure. Again, these, I don't know how you guys feel about you. You know, if you feel a different way, uh, please feel free to comment or whatever. Uh, message me on Twitter, you know, CJMMA. Uh, but anyway, so I don't know. I don't know if the judges got it right or wrong. I thought Max did enough to win. Uh, they said different. First fight, I thought Alex did enough to win. Uh, and then when I rewatched it, I still thought Alex won, but it was a lot closer than I remembered um, watching that fight. Because um, I remember when I originally watched it live, I thought Alex kind of ran away, like easily took three rounds, maybe four. Um, and then when I, I rewatched the fight with uh, Max and Alex, it was – it was a lot closer, uh, three to two, uh, Alex, than I than I thought. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with this division now. Uh, I wouldn't say there's necessarily a clear number one contender, in my opinion. Um, you're going to have Chan Sung Jung, the Korean Zombie. He's going to be taking on Brian Ortega uh, here shortly. I know it's booked, but I couldn't tell you the date off the top of my head. It might be on two. 52 coming up next month with Stipe DC. Uh, that trilogy fight, I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, but anyway, uh, Korean Zombie uh, made some comments on Twitter about his, or IG maybe, about he was ashamed that Volganowski's the, the champ and if, he, uh, if they gave him the title, the judges wouldn't be needed. Um, I don't know what Max does. Does he, I know 45 kind of a hard weight cut for him. He's never missed, though. You know, don't don't ever get that twisted. Uh, but there's been talks about how big Max is for 45. Uh, however, if Max decides to stay at 145, I would like to see him take a couple three-rounders. You know what I mean? Uh, win a fight or two, see what happens with Volganowski. You know, maybe you get another title shot. Uh, it, if Alex still wins, you know, three of his, his next three fights and they're not rematches, they're not close like this one was, maybe Max goes up to 45 or uh, 55, uh, tired of the weight cut. But it, I do think <clears throat> some non-title fights would be great for Max, making, you know, one again, one pound doesn't seem like a lot, but it's more than, you know, if you've never done a weight cut, if you've never wrestled before, uh, I'm not necessarily sure what other sports, if there are other sports that have weight cuts, boxing kind of does. Um, but one pound can be a lot, especially for someone as big as, you know, Max. Uh, so maybe he would feel better fighting two fights that, you know, one uh, coming in at 146 and only going three rounds instead of going five. It might be good on the body, good for him. Uh, maybe take a little time off, too. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that for Max Holloway. Uh, I love the guy. You, you see how good he is, you know, two split decisions and title fights with the, you know, the current champ. Before that, he, he was beating everybody. Uh, I don't necessarily know, like, I don't know what Max's risk to reward uh, will be fighting the the kind of continue fighting at 145. Um, if he was to fight a guy like uh, Edison Barbosa or, you know, one of these Calvin Cater, uh, Dan Ige fight Wednesday, uh, one of those guys were to fight Max. You know, I think he might be surprised. Uh, he's cleaned out most of 145. I wouldn't mind seeing him move up, you know, personally. And with some of these smaller guys or some of these newer guys, uh, they could gain a lot of clout off of, a, you know, a Max Holloway win. And anything can happen in there. And who knows? Uh, you know, Edison Barbosa, he's been in there with the best at 155. He would probably be an interesting matchup for uh, Max Holloway. Him and the Korean Zombie, if that happened, uh, especially at, like, a, you know, co-headline uh, fighting a three-round event, like, how crazy could that be? Uh, you know, there's there are some fights for him at, you know, 145, but a lot of them are these up-and-coming killers, and I don't know if, if it, again, like I said, risk versus reward for Max. Uh, is a Yari-Rodriguez fight worth it for him right now at this point? Because if Yari wins, 
he's going to get a title shot. If Max beats Yari, it's going to be, you know, he was the better fighter. Maybe Yari's just not quite there yet, uh, kind of like with the Frankie Edgar fight. Uh, but it's not like Max is gaining a whole lot with the Yari Rodriguez win. Uh, same thing uh, with, uh, you know, Zabit. Everyone says, you know, Zabit might be the next champ. You know, he's the guy. Uh, if Max fights him and loses to him in a non, you know, non-title fight, and then he does beat Volkanovski, like, Max is never getting the title shot again at 45. He has to move up. So some of these risk versus reward fights, uh, maybe you'll see Max Holloway take a money fight. <clears throat> maybe you'll see, like, a weird catchweight fight for him uh, against somebody. Um I, I, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Again, I wouldn't mind seeing Max maybe take some time off, let his body recover, heal, uh, and I'd like to see Max, you know, maybe next year. Uh, there's always talk of maybe a Hawaii card finally happening. I don't know, coronavirus, I feel like, set everyone back a year or two at least, so that might be that might be even further now. But maybe, you know, Max gets kind of like some Alexander Gustin treatment for a little bit here <laughs> where – He's still headlining, and you let him headline at home. Uh, you let him headline uh, maybe Japan. I bet you Max has a being already in Hawaii and things like that. If you go, like, the Philippines, any of those islands out there, uh, Max Holloway probably in Australia would be great. It, you know, Pacific Island place. Uh, something like that I think would be cool. You let him do something like that. Again, I'm not sure who the name is who he gets, but – Hopefully we'll see Max back. He said, you know, he got on Instagram talking about people losing their minds about the decisions. You know, it's Max being Max. It is what it is. Uh, you know, people need to calm down. You know, nothing we can do about it. He's going to keep fighting. It doesn't change for him. Still the blessed era, and that's one of the reasons why I love Max Holloway. Always be a fan of him, and I can't wait to see him back. Uh, for Volganowski, again, congratulations on the win, and still that's a huge, you know, notch in the belt to beat the consensus, greatest featherweight, and then, you know, your way to get there, uh, win over Jose Aldo, who was the king before that, and, you know, wins over Chad Mendez, you know, he's he's carving his name out right now, and again, kind of like a uh, Usman, kind of like a Khabib, kind of like a Peter Yan now, still undefeated in the UFC, uh, so, who knows? Who knows how good Volganowski is? You know, who, if this is just the tip, he hasn't been doing this a long time. Everyone's been talking about how big he used to be, 214, rugby player. Uh, very good rugby player from what I've heard. Uh, very athletic, obviously. And, you know, he's he hasn't necessarily been doing this his whole life. Uh, I think he – well, you know, I think he, did, he does have, like, an Australian uh, wrestling championship. Uh, so, but again – City kickboxing, I know he splits time between city kickboxing in uh, New Zealand and then training at home in uh, Australia. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him maybe get the headline of show back home now. Uh, <clears throat> he put on quite a performance. Um, again, very close fight. I know Dana wasn't happy with the judges, uh, but, you, you know, he's your champ. So you, you got to give him, you know, who's next and what's what what is next? What's the fight to make? I like uh I like the Korean Zombie getting the title shot if he beats Ortega. Um, however, if Ortega wins, I think I'd like to see Brian Ortega get a win again. He's been kind of out for a while, and his last fight was 2018 December when Max beat the brakes off of him, and you, you know what I mean. So I don't think one win back cause we. All, you know how sneaky that, you know, submission game is with him. He can catch anybody at any time. Uh, triangle, guillotine, uh, maybe we'll see another, maybe we'll see him pull off, a, you know, an Anaconda show we'll be seeing from Amir Khani this weekend. Uh, who knows? Brian Ortega is so slick with the submissions, but so is in the Korean Zombie. Um, so, again, if it goes to Ortega, I'm not necessarily upset. I don't think it will, though, especially with Yari, uh, the streak that he's on right now. Um and same thing with uh, Zabit, uh, another undefeated guy. I think the winner of that makes more sense to me, and especially because it gives you, like, some new blood up there. Um, Korean Zombie, uh, not that he, he has had a title shot before. Uh, against Aldo some years ago, I think maybe, like, six. I don't know. It was, like, right when I got out of the Army, 2013. 
maybe 2014, something like that. Uh, he had a shot. His shoulder, I think he dislocated. I don't know. I remember, like, popped out in the fight. And he ended up losing by TKO, but it was it was more of an injury TKO than it was, like, actually the TKO punches or something like that. Uh, I don't necessarily know if the fight would have went any different. Uh, Aldo, for the most part, was kind of in control of that fight. Uh, Zombie had a few moments, but for the most part, in my opinion, Jose Aldo was controlling. So I do think uh, I do think it would have went the same way. Uh, granted, that was years ago. He's kind of earned his way back. His only slip-up was the Rodriguez fight, which he got knocked out in the last second with that crazy elbow. Uh, but besides that, I had him winning that fight. Um, so... I could see him getting getting a title shot. I think he's on a three-fight win streak now since uh, Rodriguez. Um, or maybe it's only two fights. But, again, with the, uh, he beat uh, McConnell uh, before he moved up to 55. Who He was, he was red hot at the time. Um, I'm trying to think of the other win. Um, I'd have to look at his record. I can't think of it off the top of my head. He, though... Um, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, him get a, a title shot. Again, I think uh, Rodriguez or the beat, those are the the way to go with the title fight. Like I said, it brings new blood in. Uh, and it get, opens, you know, door for two markets. It gives you opportunity for another Russian champ uh, joining uh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> joining uh, Peter Yan, who won his title this weekend, and Khabib, uh, the two Russian champions. Um, if the beat was the beat, uh, Volganowski, um, or it gets you right back into that Mexican market with Yari, which, you know, they, they tried to really dip into with Kane. Uh, they gave him the title fight there and whatnot. And then that, I don't want to say backfired, uh, but it did not go as planned when Verdum upset Kane Velasquez. So, I mean, that's, you know, uh, I, I like both of those options more than I like Korean Zombie, but if it goes to the zombie, I, I'm not mad at it. Um, I won't be upset with it in any type of way. Uh, let's see. Shoot, guys. I just pulled up the school, and we only got to talk about two fights, really. Um, but, yeah, I just got to school. <clears throat> I got to get in there. Uh, so probably just going to cut this off right here. Uh, sorry about that. But, hey, it's what happens. Uh, I'll do another one of these. I'm going to try to hopefully be able to do one Wednesday uh, before, or maybe I'll do maybe a reaction one late Wednesday night, Thursday morning for the Calvin Cater, uh, Dan uh, Ige uh, card. We'll have to see how that plays out because I got class, so I'm going to try to watch it during class. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate you guys tuning in, MMA Traffic Report. Uh, like I said at the beginning, as always, I'm your host, Colin Wegley. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, C-J-M-M-A, make sure to spell it out, C-E-E-J-A-Y-M-M-A. And uh, I appreciate you guys for listening and hope you have a good one. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode, MMA Traffic Report, episode number four, I believe. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Colin Wegley. You can find me uh, on Twitter at C-J-M-M-A-C-E-E-J-A-Y-M-M-A. you got to spell it all out. Uh, so today we're going to do uh, a part two. Uh, yesterday we didn't get to finish talking about uh, the other real big fight or any other thoughts that I had for UFC 251 uh, over in Fight Island, Yaz Island, Dubai. Uh, Dubai. Um uh, we got we talked about Usman and uh, Miles is all the main event, and then we talked about the co-main event with uh, Alexander and Max. And now I wanted to talk about Peter Yan and the Jose Aldo fight. Uh, I thought that was a very very good fight. Uh, I enjoyed that one the most out of all of them. Uh, I thought Peter Yan was going to win by decision at the end of that fight. He ended up getting the stoppage, which was really impressive. Um, and I feel like that probably speaks leaps and bounds for how far Peter Yan has come in his career. Uh, you heard the story, I believe, 
even as little as maybe four years ago, uh, four, four, six years ago, something like that. Peter Yan uh, was a sparring partner for Jose Aldo, and they said that uh, Yan never got the better Aldo. Uh, this was world champion Aldo. Um, not that necessary. I mean, Jose Aldo will forever be, you know, a world champion. He, you know, he was the king of 145 for the longest time, WEC, UFC, you know, for the first five years before uh, the Connor fight, whatever it was. I think that was in 2000, 2016. Uh, anyway, yeah, Jose Aldo was the staple of 145. You know, I think he defended the belt like six times before he lost to Connor, if I remember right. Uh, then he ended up getting it back after Connor vacated and whatnot, and he held it until back and took it from him. So, I mean, Jose Aldo's the real deal, legit champion, world champion. Uh, but Peter Yan ended up getting the stoppage. I, I don't know if that's, you know, because at the time, Jose was, you know, or Jose uh, was 145. Um, he was a bigger guy. <laughs> um, and now they're the same size. Uh, and I don't know if Yan has progressed that much, if, you know, Aldo has de- declined. If it's a mix of all the above, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I'll, I like Jose Aldo, and I like, you know, what he did for the sport, but I kind of do believe that he might be a guy who used to be on steroids, uh, and I think that might be part of the reason why he declined. I don't know that for a fact. I don't know anything for sure. Uh, I just think of what the Diaz brothers say, how everyone's on steroids, and, you know, now he's 135. Uh, I know guys change diets. uh lifestyles, all sorts of things, um, but everyone for the longest time, you know, thought Aldo would always go up, he seemed to be a guy who struggled making 145 when he was the champ, uh, so, as the past, everything led that he would go up to 155 before he went to 35, but here we are, um, again, it was a fantastic fight, uh, I thought the first round, uh, Aldo won, and one of the big key things for that was he was throwing those old leg kicks, uh, but I think at the end of the fight, he only threw like 20 leg kicks, uh, and I wonder, personally, I've wondered for a while now, uh, because we haven't really seen the old leg kicks that Aldo, uh, used to throw, and if you guys are, like, new to the sport, you haven't been watching a long time, if you go back to, like, his WEC days, uh, especially, like, the Uriah Faber fight is, probably the one everyone thinks of most, where he just, Uriah Faber had to be carried out of the cage after five rounds, uh, because Aldo just continuously kicked his legs and kicked his legs hard, uh, before he started training MMA, uh, Aldo grew up playing soccer, if I remember right, and that's what he always kind of contributed his hard kicks from, uh, where he got his kicking power, where it all came from, um, and I kind of wonder if he, maybe he's got like a little Floyd Mayweather syndrome, uh, I, I guess it's a boxing syndrome, not necessarily, you know, Floyd Mayweather. But, you know, there's talk that Floyd basically breaks his hands every fight uh, from throwing too hard of punches <laughs> because he's repeatedly broken his hands throughout his career um, in boxing. And I wonder, because we don't see the leg kicks as often, I if there's like a, a forever in, injury there that's affecting Aldo and he doesn't like to throw those leg kicks anymore. Um, I kind of thought... That was a similar situation uh, with Alexander Gustafson. Guff, uh, when he retired after losing to Anthony Smith, uh, he's a guy who's kind of been plagued with injuries a lot, and I don't think for a while there he was fighting uh, fully healthy. And one of the key things to me that indicated that was when Anthony Smith was the individual who took him down, held him down, and ended up being able to hold him there and get a submission. Um, and I just point back to the old DC fight and the John Jones fight where, you know, Gustin was able to take them down. And then when he was taken down, he was able to immediately get back, uh, to his feet. And again, nothing against Anthony Smith. He's a, he's a black belt. Uh, he's been there, been in there with some of the best. Uh, he's a very good fighter. Uh, he probably, you know, top 10 in the world right now at 205, uh, any given day. Uh, you know, he lost his last one to Glover, um, and he's very good, but D.C. and John Jones didn't hold you down, and that's probably P.D. P. John Jones 
and that's a 205 discipline, uh, Daniel Cormier. Uh, I think he had a nagging injury, and that's why he wasn't able to get back up with uh, with Anthony Smith. I, that's way off topic. I, I went down a rabbit hole there a little bit, you know. Um, but I think that's a similar situation to maybe what's going on with uh, Aldo and his leg kicks. I think uh, it might have never, it might not even been like a break. Maybe it's just like deep bruise, uh, deep bruising on the bone, uh, you know, something like that. And anytime you know he starts throwing and landing, uh, it just takes one getting checked or something, and, and it it hurts too much because. Uh, his last few fights, he's been very boxing heavy. You don't see those kicks. Uh, some people contribute it in the Marais fight that maybe it was because of the first uh, the first fight at 135 for him. Uh, maybe it had something to do with the, the weight cut, but, you know, he really woke up in that second and third round, uh, and he kind of seemed like the Aldo old and whatnot, but th- those kicks aren't there anymore, and that was a big – a big key for Aldo, you know, uh, the takedown defense for the most part uh, looked good at times for him. His balance has always been incredible and whatnot. Um, so, I mean, like, that's still there. So I don't necessarily know if it's um, a leg injury. How do, how, should, how do I want to say this? I don't know if it's, like, a necessarily, like, a, an injury that's, I don't know, maybe more mental in a way uh, with the kicks. And, again, not saying, like, uh, Aldo's mentally weak or something. Uh, you know, he's a guy who makes weight. Uh, he's been in wars his whole his whole career. You know, he's had some battles. Uh, he's had really, really close fights, sometimes the fights that he shouldn't have had, like the Mark Hominick fight. Uh, but, you know, he always, at the time, he found ways to win. And, you know, in the Max, uh, the max fights, both of those, you know, he was game until it started, you know, tipping Max's counter. Uh, but, like, the first two rounds in each fight, they were back and forth. He was, you know, 100% there and whatnot. Uh, so Aldo's always been, you know, super tough. Um, I just don't know. I don't understand why the kicks don't go there. I thought that could have been the uh, one uh, big difference in the fight for those two, uh, which really could have, you know, locked up uh, how – the win for Aldo, in my opinion, if he would have been able, because he was, they were effective in the first round. Yeah, was switching stance a lot more. He was slowing down, but then they stopped coming, and then all of a sudden, you know, Yan started finding his range, and he started doing what he liked on his feet and just took over from there. Uh, Very impressive performance. Congratulations, Peter Yang. Congratulations on the second champ in Russia right now. I believe it's the second champ ever from Russia, uh, joining Khabib. Um, still undefeated in UFC, and there's so everyone everyone wants to see uh, Aljamain Sterling. That's the fight that everyone you know on the Twitterverse uh, thinks should happen. A lot of uh, columns that I've read, uh, MMA Junkie, I want to say, uh, I think that's the one I was reading that that called for it. Um, however, Dana White kind of seemed a little standoffish, hesitant on actually announcing and saying that was the fight that happened at 135. And the only thing that I could see maybe preventing the fight from happening is if maybe they gave Marlon Marias the shot. Uh, I don't know, maybe the UFC had something in in the works with him. You know, hey, if you sit out, you let Aldo take this shot. Yeah, even though you just won, we'll give you the winner if – you know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't know. I, that's the only person in my mind that could make sense because I believe Marlon Marais is the number one contender at 135. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to look at the UFC rankings. I haven't for a minute. Uh, but I just I thought he, after he lost uh, um, Henry for, in the title fight, I thought he stayed like 1-2 and then, you know, I don't think beating unranked Aldo coming down to, you know, 135 his first fight, uh, uh, Aldo living off his, you know, previous clout, his old name and whatnot, because he's clearly not the same fighter that he used to be. I don't think that still makes you the number one contender, in my opinion. Uh, but with how the UFC has played out uh, at 135 and it's been wonky, you know, uh, the other thing to think about, too, when's Peter Yan coming back? Because, 
TJ Dillashaw believes that he's been promised a title shot upon his return, and I believe he'll be eligible to fight uh, 2022, uh, January. I think that's his two-year suspension, um, or maybe even December of this year. <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure on that. I, I don't I don't think that's true. I think that's TJ Dillashaw talking out his ass, in my opinion. I don't understand how someone gets busted for uh, cheating, loses a fight and all that, and you believe you're going to get a title shot. Um, and, again, you got a two-year suspension for your violation because uh, how blatant you were cheating. Um, I or the, the the performance enhancing uh, you decided to go with. Um, I'm not again. I you know what? I'm not an expert. I don't know. I didn't read all that shit. I just know T.J. Dillashaw got popped for EPO and ended up getting a two-year suspension. Uh, I, I never looked into fine reasons. I don't know the difference between what John Jones was on and what T.J. Dillashaw was on. I don't know. Um, but even John Jones, when John Jones came back. They made it a interim title uh, when he fought OSP, but, I mean, he was fighting fucking OSP. Um, I don't think TJ Dillashaw comes back and gets Peter Yan first fight uh, for the title, but if Yan's out for the rest of the year for whatever reason, I haven't looked and seen uh, what the, the suspension report is. I don't know if he broke anything uh, or anything like that. Uh, so I don't know what his no contact is. Um, but I would rather see the Aljamain Sterling fight. That's the fight to, that makes sense for me uh, personally. And that's what I would like to see the UFC do. And I hope that's what Peter Yan gets. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, maybe we'll see that October time frame, uh, September, uh, depending on when Yan can get back. I know Sterling is ready to go now. Uh, you know, his last fight out with Dan Hagen, he barely took a mark. Um, so I would hope that's what happens, but we'll have to just kind of give it time and wait and see. You know Dana, he doesn't want to answer questions like that until after this whole Fight Island thing's done. Uh, then he said he'll, you know, answer that stuff. But right now he's focused on Wednesday's event, so he's not too concerned about, you know, stuff like that. Uh, congratulations, Peter Yan. Um, rest of the card, rest of the main card, uh, Rose got a big win. Uh, welcome back uh, over the split decision win over um, Andras. Good fight. I enjoyed that one a lot. I did very close, very competitive. Rose looked very good. Uh, Andras had her moment. She was clearly landing like the harder shots. You know, she throws a lot of power. Uh, but Rose looked good. Got the split decision win. A lot of people are calling for her to be back with Wei Lee. Um, they want to see that fight. I think Wei Lee wants that fight, to be honest, too. I know she was, uh, there was, uh, articles being written about her, um, that she wanted to see how Rose looked in this upcoming fight and kind of go from there. I personally, uh, would, I don't want to see that yet. If Rose is back, uh, shoot, I'll get back to Jose in just a second. Uh, if Rose is back, I would love to see, uh, Rose take one more fight, uh, a, a number one contender fight. Not that I didn't think uh, Andras was, you know, necessarily a number one contender. Um, you know, she's one fight removed from the title fight, but she got starched pretty quick. Um, and then, you know, Wei Lizing uh, went out and put on that uh, the performance she did uh, with Joanna, you know, I I do feel like like with how competitive that fight was with Joanna, I feel like uh, she would be ranked higher than a Jessica Andras. And and again, I don't want to see Rose and Joanna fight. Uh, we've seen that happen twice. Uh, though that the second fight was very close, um, I did have Rose winning that fight. The second fight, uh, she clearly won the first one. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know who Rose should fight. Um, maybe, you know, Tatiana Suarez has been out, uh, for a minute. Uh, she's kind of, you know, in my opinion, the, the real number one contender. Uh, she should be. Uh, I think she's 6-0 and right now, currently. Um, I think she had a neck issue. Um, 
I could be wrong, but I think she's been out maybe like 13 months, something like that. Um, Chicago might have been Chicago June of last year. Uh, Henry Cejudo, Marlon Moraes, uh might have been the last time she fought. She got a win there. Um, maybe her and Rose makes sense, uh, and I would love to see that as a headline because I would like to see Suarez get a five-round fight uh, before she uh, gets a title shot. Uh, I, I don't think that she'll have issues with the gas tank or anything. Um, and I think it would be good for Rose to get back into a five-round title, uh, five round fight because it would be interesting to see with how close that fight was if there was a fourth and fifth uh, round for her and uh, Jessica this weekend. Um, I don't – I still think Rose would have won. I think she would have outpointed her, you know, the better striking. But, I mean, like – Jessica didn't look like she was necessarily slowing down. Uh, I, she she still looked good in the third round. She looked as good in the third round at the beginning as that she did in the end, in my opinion. Um, and she, you know, for her last couple fights, she's been training for a five-round fight. And a lot of these girls, or uh, guys for that matter, when you, you know, you change from going five rounds and now you got three rounds, the output changes, things of that nature. Um, so, it, who, who knows what would happen in two more rounds. Uh, but, yeah, I personally would like to see Rose. And I think Suarez, again, that, that's the fight that, for me that makes a lot of sense. And you get your new number one contender. Maybe you let Joanna run it back with uh, Whaley. Because, again, in my opinion, that should have been fight of the year. Uh, I don't know if it was, to be honest. I'll, it might even have been at the beginning of this year. I don't remember if that was January or if that was – was that before the Connor fight? I don't know. I have to look at it. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but, yeah, that, I, I don't know. Uh, again, it, it depends, too, when Rose feels ready. Her, that eye was looking a little uh, ugly. Um, got busted up pretty good. But I don't know if it's just, uh, you know, it might just be like a pop blood vessel black eye uh, swelling up like that. It might not actually be like a fracture or anything like that. So she might be able to be back, you know, 30 days, no contact, back training again. Um, and if... Whaley's ready to go here uh, shortly, then that could happen uh, maybe at the end of the year if it if it does. Uh, for Jessica, I think you see her fall back now, two losses in a row. Again, it's two against the top-level competition, but whether if Rose was to reclaim the belt or if Whaley stays champ, um, I think it, it would be a minute before uh, she could get a title shot. I think she's going to need two, three, maybe four wins before she, in a row, you know. Um, I, I, man, I'd have to look at 115, too. Maybe, like, uh, I don't know if the Karate Hotties ranked right now. Um, yeah, maybe something like that. Uh, maybe a Carla Esparza. Uh, maybe she'd be right around there for maybe what, uh, Jessica needs to fight again. I, I'm not. I can't think of Jessica's uh, recent opponents besides the the Rose fights. I know she was on a tear there. I know you know she's had success at 35. Um, people think that maybe 125, and that's another possibility for her too. Uh, after maybe losing two fights at uh, 15, maybe she goes up a fight. Uh, maybe she takes a fight where she doesn't take such a hard weight cut. Um, and maybe it's you know. Maybe it's like a cowboy move, you know, just up one fight. Um, I'm going to come up 170. You know, she's going to come up 125, take a fight, see how it feels, likes it. Well, I'm going to go back down to 155, though. But if you need me at 170, I'm here, you know. If you need me at 125, I'm here, I'll, but I'll be back at 115. Who knows? Uh, maybe that's the route she tries going. Um, fun, exciting fight. Uh, both of them put on a great performance, split decision. I think it went the right way. That's how I seen it. I enjoyed it. Uh, Amanda, uh, uh, Paige, 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 Paige lost. She got tapped in the first round, rear naked. Uh, Amanda Rabies, Habies? I'm, I'm bad with names, sorry. Uh, I think it's pronounced Habies. Um, Habies? Hybies? Hybis? I don't know. Uh, anyway, she looked very good. I believe that's a third win in a row maybe for her. Uh, she, you know, she's out showing that she's up there with some of the best, uh, 
page most likely is going to get thrown out to free agency. Uh, like she said, she can make money without the UFC, so Dana White thinks she should go test free agency and see how it treats her. Uh, so we'll probably see her in Bellator, uh, and we'll see the the Van Zandt over there fighting maybe on the same card. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, uh, where she lands in the future. Uh, I don't know if Dana White will be interested in Paige Van Zandt being back in the UFC uh, in the future. I don't know. I mean, like, she might stay in the UFC, realistically. Uh, even if they throw her, like, a bullshit contract or something, that, that, you know, she doesn't get much of a pay bump or something. Um, you know, most people want to, that's where they want to be, is fighting in the UFC. Uh, so maybe she decides to take a pay cut or something or, you know, stay where she's at and tries to stay in the UFC. Or, like I said, maybe she ends up Bellator, maybe PFL, uh, keep her on ESPN and get herself into uh, a, the million-dollar tournament, you know. Um, Paige struggles with injuries, though, so I I would find it hard for her to be able to get through that unscathed and be able to win that money. So I don't know if that would necessarily be the route she wants to go. Um, yeah, you know, she does. She's a pretty girl. Uh, she does have a good social media person, uh, persona, personality, following, what do you want to call it? She was on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, she won on Chopped, I believe, uh, in the Food Network. Uh, she's done a few other things, uh, you know, Sports Illustrated magazine. So, yeah, she does have other avenues, and if that's the route she wishes to pursue, you know, all the best of luck to her. Um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, where she goes, and, uh, Amanda, I think uh, she's going to be pushing, you know, maybe she gets a Caitlin uh, Charcathian fight, uh, who's, you know, one win. Uh, she's just one fight removed from a, a title shot, you know. So maybe that happens. Uh, maybe uh, a Jessica I. I know she just lost again recently. Um, I can't think of who beat her off the top of my head. That might have been Amanda, too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I got to look at records. I wasn't looking at stuff before I left work. I should have been. Um, and then on the undercard, uh, Ozdemir got put out. Uh, I'm going to put, I can't even, Yari is how I, I want to say it. Uh, I've, I, you know what? I've, this is the first time I've watched a whole fight of his. Uh, you know, I've seen the name before. I've seen highlights of him doesn't necessarily know a whole lot about him. Uh, made a big, big statement win against a ranked guy in the UFC. Uh, I think he was fighting in Poland. I think he was KSW champ. Um, but it might have been Risen, or it could have been M1. I don't know. He was the champ over there, though, at 205. Uh, big, big performance knocking out Ozdemir no time like that. Uh you know, I I really, uh, I thought Ozemir, uh, I thought this was his fight to win. Um, that training's been around for a while. I, I didn't really buy into the hype with him at first. I thought he was really rushed to the title. Um, and then, he, you know, he went on the little skid. But then, you know, as of late, he's kind of been putting it together. And he's really been showing a development in his fight game. But he hasn't been getting the finishes, you know. Uh, he was, he's been kind of grinded more, you know, you've been seeing a wrestling, a grappling aspect of him, and I think he was hoping to kind of get back to his roots in this one, and, you know, he got put down, and, you know, professor, uh, very, very impressive debut, uh, that's, you know, the kind of statement you want to make, especially in a division like 205 right now, which is even more wide open than probably any other division, because of, you don't even know what's going on with John Jones, so Dana... He, he couldn't give an answer with that, too, over the weekend. What's going to happen? He said, John can call me whenever he wants to fight. He wouldn't say if they're going to put an interim belt up. Uh, I think you might see uh, a, uh, Bohavovic, Jan, uh, the Polish power. Uh, he, I think you're going to see him taking on Dominic Reyes uh, for an interim title. Uh, and maybe we don't see John Jones come back. Maybe John, John's happy doing John Jones' thing. 
you know, a lot of stuff you see with the social media uh, as a late to Corona and the riots and the protests and whatnot. Uh, it's been a lot of good PR. Um, but John's always trying to do good PR, you know, because John always does something wrong uh, eventually. Um, but, you know, maybe he turned over a new leaf. You never know. Uh, you know, everyone deserves second, third, fourth, fifth chance, whatever it is. Uh, you know, never give up on people. Um, but, yeah, so I think uh, we'll see uh, interim title uh, before the end of the year in 205. And you've seen the uh, Glover Teixeira, Tiago Santos got booked. Uh, Glover's been on a tear as of late, and it's been a couple years since he's got his title shot. Um, and then Santos, this is his first fight back uh, since his title shot. Uh, he's been healing up from, I think, two torn ACLs, uh, one in each leg, if I remember right. Or it might even have been, like, complete tears, like MCL, PCL, ACL, all of it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, and, again, I, I'm sorry if I said any of those wrong. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, but, yeah, Santos and Glover, you know, winner of that could be calling for a title shot. Corey Anderson, yeah, he lost to uh, Jan. Uh, but, you know, he could get back in the win column uh, here before the end of the year. Uh, depending on how he looks, depending on what happens, he might. Uh, if if it is uh, Reyes and uh, Bohabovic, I you know, and he knocks out Reyes, Corey Anderson puts someone out, like, who, why why not see a trilogy if John Jones ain't coming back, you know? Uh, who, who knows what will happen? And maybe Glover sneaks in there. Uh, you know, Johnny Walker needs to get back in the wing column, get back to doing what he was doing. So, yeah, I, 205 to me is probably the most open division in the UFC right now. Uh, Gustafson thinks he might be back. The reason why I think Alexander Gustafson thinks he might be back is because John's out. If John's not fighting, Gus can maybe be a world champion. And I, I understand that, but Gustafson, I love him as a fighter. I love him as a person. I think he's a great one. Uh, but I don't know if he's got the mental for it anymore. I think a lot has to do with him putting a hundred, putting everything he had into the John Jones and DC fight and coming up short uh, two times in a row like that. I think that takes a toll on people. Uh, and then the second fight against John when they, they broke even uh, on pay, you've seen the result. And that, to me, that always goes back to, like, uh, Frank Mir syndrome. Uh, that's, that's what me and my boys like to call it. Uh, Frank, back in the day, if you remember, uh, he got paid 100K when he, he fought uh, JDS. And I just, at the time, I remember we were talking, and this is, what, probably 2012 or whatever. You know, that was getting paid in the UFC. So not a lot of people were clearing six figures. Um, and Frank Mir went out there and looked like complete fucking shit against Junior Dos Santos in that fight. And, like, end of Frank's career, you know, that jaw was super suspect. But, like, they, it just was a really, really ugly performance. And, but uh, my boy Shep kept saying, you know, he, he called it before the fight went down. He's Frank, don't give a fuck. You know, he got paid. Uh, I kind of feel like that's a little bit what happened in the Alexander Gustin fight against John Jones the second time. Uh, you know, he came out. Let's see what's happening. Oh, shit, John's for real. Uh, and then just kind of snowballed from there. Um Man, down the rabbit hole again. Uh, like I said, I think uh, Yari, if, that's the, if I'm saying it right, I think uh, we're going to see him in a top ten fight. Um, I don't think, I don't know, I feel like you don't try to rush him. Yeah, again, it's an Ozdemir thing. He probably needs three wins. Uh, you, you know, this guy's more accomplished than Johnny Walker was outside of the UFC. Um, getting a big win over a guy. Uh, already ranked in the top ten. Again, I I think Ozdemir was eight coming into the fight, maybe nine, something like that. Uh, and, you know, he could have been even higher. He could have been a seven. I, I don't know um, for sure off the top of my head. Um, I don't think he was, like, ten. I don't think he was a double digit. Uh, so I think Yari, you know, like, he's probably ten now. Um, maybe takes Ozdemir's rank. But I think he fights a guy right about that same rank. If he, you know, eight, he's fighting nine or seven. Um you get him that win, and if he gets in there, say he knocks someone out again, uh, all of a sudden he's looking at number five, and, you know, you put him against the number three, number two guy, someone gets a title shot, and boom, he's right there with another impressive win, uh, which could be, you know, like, 
that could be, you know, a dream, you know. That's that's the goal for everyone. Uh, he said that's what he's here to do, too. He's got 23 first-round uh, career knockouts, very impressive stat. I think 26 of his – did he have 26? Yeah, I think he had 26 career wins, um, 27 now, maybe 28, something like that. Uh, impressive stuff. Congratulations. Welcome to the UFC. Uh, best of luck in the 205 division. Ozdemir. Uh, back to the drawing board, back to square one a little bit. Um, if anything, you know, like, I feel like you're you're painting on a fresh canvas, at least, if that makes sense. It's starting over square one again one more time. Uh, and, you know, this next, your next fight out, biggest, biggest thing to do is just come out, get the win, get the W, however you got to do it, get the decision. Don't try to force anything. Uh, and be realistic with your opponent. Don't set yourself up. Uh, if the UFC is going to give you a guy maybe outside the top 15 uh, who's maybe on their way out, uh, who's maybe, you know, in the same situation as you, you know, do that. Don't don't put yourself in in line. And, again, I know it's the UFC. Everyone, everyone's a killer in the top 10, you know. Uh, that's true. But there's certain times you can catch the right guy at the right place, and it, it can help you out, can help you reset. Look at Anthony Smith, uh, Rashad Evans, and uh, Shogun. I don't necessarily know how big a win those necessarily are, uh, especially looking back at it where they were in their career. You know, 2010, yeah, that would have been that would have been the shit. Uh, 2000. 16, 2018, they're not the same guys anymore. Uh, it's kind of like Rich Franklin getting Chuck at the end or Tito getting Chuck at the end. They're not the same guys. I, and, again, not. I'm not saying like that they were that bad or anything like that, but, they, again, they weren't who they were uh, originally. They weren't the – it wasn't the Rashad Evans who was the lightweight champ. Um, it, wasn't even, it wasn't Rashad Evans who fought heavyweight beating up Brad Imus to become uh, – ultimate fighter champ <laughs> so just i don't know just some things to think about uh man there's so much more of this card i wanted to talk about i could go through probably every fight uh but that's about all the time i got because i'm at school again uh, appreciate you guys listening i hope you enjoy it uh be sure to give uh find me on twitter feel free to, to shoot me a message on there uh follow I uh, appreciate all that. It's C-J-M-M-A, C-E-E-J-A-Y-M-M-A, and I appreciate it. Um, hope you guys have a good one.